0: Do you know that your mindset is a habit? Your sense of personal power is a habit. The quality of your relationships is an outcome of your interpersonal habits. Your net worth is based on your money habits. Your business success is built on your entrepreneurial habits. Your ability to create everything you desire is directly related to your habits. So I'm glad you're here right now listening to The Max. Potential Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Barrientes, the founder of NFA Coaching, and every week I'll bring you tips, tools, and inspirational interviews that will help you learn how to cultivate strategic habits that will set you up to be a NFA Habits Master so you can create the life and business of your dreams On your terms now let's get to it hello hello welcome back everyone or welcome for the first time today we have an incredible show you're gonna want to stick around all the way until the end because we have a powerhouse really masterful entrepreneur business builder coach someone who has helped a company that most of us have heard of grow to over a hundred million dollars in revenue Today we're going to talk about understanding the key stages of business development and how when you understand the stage that you're at in business development, it helps you to build intentionally along the way. Brett Gilliland is actually going to help you walk step by step through a stages process to understand how you can build intentionally and there's going to be an awesome offer at the end so that you can connect with him and see where you're at in your business building adventures as a solopreneur all the way up to a larger business. We're even gonna talk about that, how small business, the the term small business is sometimes a buzzword that people either like or don't like and they don't understand where they are in the process. So this this episode is gonna be filled with a ton of value, so stick around. Right now, I wanna introduce Brett. I feel so honored that he's here. Brett has experience in high impact, trusted advisor roles in both large and small organizations across multiple industries. He has worked with hundreds of one to $10 million entrepreneurs and their teams to develop and implement the organizational and leadership processes and systems they need to grow. As the original leader of Infusionsoft's, Built to last efforts, Brett spent 10 years helping Infusionsoft grow from less than $10 million to over $100 million in revenue. Brett's roles at Infusionsoft included built to last champion strategic advisor to the CEO, VP of Infusionsoft, and VP of leadership development. Brett also co-created the elite programs with Infusionsoft's CEO, Clay Mask. When he isn't busy serving elite businesses, Brett loves family life with his beautiful wife, Sharon, and get this, their eight children. Let's welcome Brett to the show today.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. B. I appreciate the intro. And yeah, uh, what makes me uniquely qualified to help small businesses is that we run one at our house. (laughs) In fact, we've got all those kiddos. So... Yep, yeah, you gotta you gotta have the organizational uh, savvy, the complexities at home and at work.
0: I love that. You know, I, when I work with my small businesses, we often talk about the mimicking of family systems and business systems. And so, yeah, you definitely have. You know, what is it? How many are on a basketball team? I'm so not versed in this
1: world. But you, <laughs> five, you have five on the court. Yeah, okay, five I'm on the court. the court.
0: I've watched a lot of basketball, but I always forget that number. So you have a you have a basketball team with a lot of backups. So that's awesome. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a lot
0: of fun. What's the age spread?
1: So our youngest are twins. Actually, they just turned 11, and our oldest is is 21. So we we packed them them all in there, but it's fun. Never alone.
0: Okay, this is great. Thanks. You know, when I read that in your bio, I thought, okay, that is – you are a very busy man, building businesses, running a family, enjoying life. Tell me a little bit how you got started in this world. In terms of business building.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know I, I think
0: i that you know. If you want.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, how we got started in this, in the, in this world of helping small businesses succeed is really went back to uh, what I saw in big companies. So I worked in big companies for a little while and I saw a lot of dysfunction and I, w- I spent a lot of time helping big companies figure out how to restructure and, you know, let people go and get more efficient. And I had studied organization development, organizational behavior in my master's program. And you know, I was out to go help companies grow, not to kind of consolidate and and let people go. So I jumped out on my own and started consulting. And uh, really, just a few clients into my consulting business, I came across a little company called InfusionSoft. Mm-hmm. And I started doing work with them as a consultant for about nine months. And then uh, after that period of time, Clayton and I just looked at each other and we're like, okay, it's time to make this official. And so uh, that's when I joined as their, I don't know, my official title was like director of built to last. Um, because we were big Jim Collins fans. It's, I, I still am a big Jim Collins fan. Yeah. And we were,
0: great. we were, don't know.
1: Yeah. Built to last is a great read. And really it's just, how are the best companies built and so we intended to build infusionsoft to be that type of company from the get go at least early on and so that's what we went to work doing and in the process we we were growing well we created a great uh, award winning culture uh, we were attracting great talent i mean it was just a really really great ride and then some of our customers who were Small businesses themselves, I and mean, we had we had thousands, and later ten thousands of small businesses that we were serving with software, and they saw the success we were having in our in our built to last efforts, and they started asking us to teach them, and so we built a little business inside of Infusionsoft. This elite elite business was born inside of Infusionsoft, and we ran it there for about six years, and started teaching. Uh, not just principles, but we would teach some concepts and then we would workshop with them on their own business and we would give them our playbook, all of our examples from having done it ourselves. It was just really resource rich sort of approach and they they loved it. And so anyway, we started doing that seven plus years ago. And then last year, uh, Infusionsoft decided to be a software only company and not do some of these other ancillary types of things. And I said, well that's that's where my heart and passion is. I'm going back to helping you know seven figure businesses, not hundred million dollar businesses um, skill. So that's we spun it out. I bought it, and now elite entrepreneurs is on its own, but it's really been in existence for about seven years, and that's that's how it all started.
0: okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, and and I realized that when I introduced you, I forgot to announce that that you're the co-founder and CEO of Elite Entrepreneurs. And so in Elite Entrepreneurs, as you've created it, it sounds like it, it was born out of your work at Infusionsoft. And then you really wanted to focus on those seven figure businesses and helping them scale to the next level.
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay. And we we learned about, and we'll share this later in our time together, but we learned about the stages, there's some very unique stages of business growth. And uh, there's a pattern in there that we'll talk about. And, and we, we know quite a bit about all the stages up through really our own experience up, up through a hundred million. Um, however, there's, there's this spot between 1 million and 10 million where entrepreneurs get stuck. Like superhuman entrepreneur throws the business on their back. They scrape, they claw, they make it happen. They get to a million somewhere between one and three million. They typically get stuck.
0: Mm-hmm. And that,
1: that's what I'm passionate about is helping them understand the skill sets and the mindsets and the tool sets to go from seven figures to that 10 million and beyond Mark. So that's the place that I love to play. We're going to talk about a broader set of stages here on this, uh, on this call together. But, um, yeah, I love playing in that seven-figure space, but what I share today will be useful to anybody who listens.
0: Awesome, yeah, I'm wondering, and for all of you listening, Brett and I got to have a pre-show chat and we talked another time and he showed me his stages map that he's gonna walk us through and, and understanding these stages. And it's really cool because from what you shared with me just on that short call, I realized that it, it, it's, almost, it's similar to individual money blocks. So you get to a certain level and then there's that ceiling that you have a really hard time breaking through. And like you're saying, it's due to mindset perspectives, probably strategies, systems, tools that are in place and helping fine tune all of those. And I would imagine that I can't wait to hear what you're going to teach us, but it's, there's these uh, similar patterns across the course of breaking through those different barriers and those marks in business development. Is that what you've experienced?
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I think that's well said. In fact, there's so many parallels. Uh, you, you talk specifically about money, but there's so many parallels between personal effectiveness and organizational effectiveness. And I, I'm an organizational effectiveness geek, right? So that's where I spend all my time. Mm-hmm. But personal effectiveness parallels are are uncanny. And you know, to boil it all the way down, for an effect for a person, you know, to some for somebody to have. Um, max potential habits for a person to be effective they've got to be intentional and they've got to be disciplined mm-hmm. right i mean to like overly simplify the whole thing they got to get really clear about their intention what they want to go do and then they've got to be disciplined and set up their life in a way that's gonna yeah. optimize the experience of achieving it right well an organization is no different they've got to be intentional and then they got to set up the systems and the meeting rhythms and the, the, the ways to translate that vision or intentionality into actual reality. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. very similar paths. Yep.
0: Love that. Okay. Walk us through. I, I can't wait to get down and deepen this. Walk us through. So for those of you listening, of course, you don't have access to what we're looking at right now. If you want to access it right now, as you're listening, what would they do if they wanted to look at, follow along real time?
1: Yeah, so if they're on their mobile device, all they have to do is text the word STAGES, that's S-T-A-G-E-S, the word STAGES, uh, like stages of small business growth, to 72000, so 7200. If they text the word STAGES to 72000, they'll get access to the PDF that we're going to be reviewing and talking about together.
0: Awesome. So, of course, if you're listening, do that right now. This will really help you see in a visual way what brett is going to talk about and explain right now
1: yeah so we'll do our best for those who are you know they're driving or, yeah. or they're doing the workout and they're just listen to this awesome podcast uh, to, to describe it uh, but like like amanda said you can you can get it yourself uh either now or later so the the stages like i mentioned earlier this is just an attempt to outline for people a little bit of a you are here map. And I got to give credit. I can't take the credit. I'm not the originator of this content. You'll still see, those those of you who get this, you'll see Infusionsoft on there because Clayt Mask, my good friend and co-founder of this elite business, who's still the CEO of the company that's now called Keep, Infusionsoft rebranded to Keep. Anyway, he did all the original research behind this and then of course we had we had resources at Infusion Software where we could get some creative team help to make it look nice. But
0: real quick, this, Brett, yeah, I just yeah. realized that not everybody, maybe not everybody knows what Infusion is. Will you just give a real quick recap of what they do?
1: Yeah, sure. So again, Infusion rebranded earlier this year to um, the company is now called Keep. It's spelled K E A P and Keep is small business C R M. I mean, if you think of it that way, it's it's kind of like Salesforce for small businesses. But it's it's your all-in-one. It's got your CRM, all your marketing and sales automation, uh, tons of integrations with other great apps and and providers out there to help a small business grow. Right? So it's it's sales and marketing automation to help you grow. It's all built around a CRM system. So. Okay. If you if you search for Infusionsoft, they still have Infusionsoft, the product, which is more of a powerhouse, customizable version. And then Keep is a is a simpler version that has a lot of the it has some power of automation, but it's a lot it's a lot simpler for for less marketing savvy or less tech savvy business owners. Okay. All right. So thank you for that. Yeah. So this was born out of Clates passion and fire for understanding and serving small businesses i don't i don't know another person on the planet who loves and serves small businesses the way that that he does and and the company that he has built is dedicated to that purpose of helping small businesses succeed Uh, of course because i spent i already had an alignment to that in my own personal purpose but because i spent 10 years there in that space and helping to grow that company uh, obviously I share a bunch of that passion so Clayton and I have, t- have shared this stages document countless times and it's really cool because it doesn't matter where we where we share this it can be um, in, a, in a small group setting it can be in a larger conference it can be on a different on a, on a different continent wherever this is shared it resonates with small business owners because there's, some, there's almost like some un, unwritten or unknown laws of small business. And, and the one that I'm going to talk about right now is this, this law of, of revenue. The pattern is on the ones and threes of revenue as you grow, there's a stage change. So, for example, when you first start out as a solopreneur, uh, you're in solopreneur stage until you get to 100000 in revenue and between 100,000 and 300,000 in revenue, we call that the new employer, right? Maybe you can hire a couple people now to help you continue to grow this thing. Then between 300,000 and a million, we, we call it steady operation. And, and you've got a larger team, maybe you're in the four to 10 employees at that at that place. Then we hit that magical seven figure business place that I was talking about earlier, somewhere between one and three million in revenue. And you're you're in the 11 to 25 employee space. You start to have some new challenges, but every, every on the ones and three. So 100,000, 000, 300,000, 000, 1 million, 3 million, 10 million, 30 million, so on. The pattern continues, and as you'll as you'll notice, roughly you're tripling every time, right? Whether it's going from 300,000 to a million or one to three, you're tripling in your business and the processes and systems and the actually the people involved in your business need to upgrade to enable that next level of growth so you're you're having to figure out what is the next right combination of people processes and systems that allow me to go to the next stage so that's that's the high level overview of the stages and the pattern of revenue in annual sales that that we see so a lot of business owners will just like to get this thing and and look at it like a you are here map right they just kind of look at it and go where am I in, in this thing? And of course, they knew where they were in revenue. They knew where they were in employee count. But this gives them a feel for where they are in, in relation to, relationship to the rest of these stages. And, and for some people, they like to look at the number of these businesses in the U.S. We have that count on here. So, for example, you know, there's 16 million uh, side job solopreneurs, 6 million self-employed people in the U.S., that the government knows about, right? So we, there's even more than that, but there's approximately 22 million in that space. Well, if you're going to make it to 100,000 100, in revenue, now you're down to 1.7 million. So there's, there's only a fraction of those initial businesses that get to a 1.7. There's a similar number in steady operation. There's 1.9 million. And then at seven figures, it drops off. Only 700,000 businesses that ever start in the U.S. Of, of the current existing ones get to that get to that seven-figure business mark. Um, in percentage terms, that's 90, 93% of businesses never get to a million. And, again, if you take into account all the ones the government does not know about, it's more like 3% of businesses that ever start. Only only 3% ever get to a million. And then the ones that get to 3 million are, are – even less than that, less than half of those. So you start to get into some elite space, why we call it elite entrepreneurs. So that's that's kind of the orientation for each of the stages. Uh, but the most interesting thing that I think your listeners will want to clue in on is the biggest hurdle, or what we've we've since started to talk about as the the key success factor for getting to the next stage. So if you're a solopreneur, Uh, Yeah, as a side job, you got to master your time, right? you got to figure out how to juggle everything. It's a time management game. But then if you move into this thing as self-employed, this is what I'm going to rely on for my living. Then it's about I've mastered my time management enough. Now I've got to get enough leads. I've got to have enough leads to to, to maintain this. Um, In stage two, it's about learning to sell. If you can't sell anything, then you're not going to be able to grow. Uh, stage three, it goes into marketing and service or fulfillment. So do I have repeatable systems for customer acquisition and then fulfilling what I sold, right? That's the simpler way to talk about that. And then when you bump up into seven figures, stage four and stage five, now we're talking about all the things that I love to, to do and talk about, which is the organization development stuff, the leadership, the strategy, the culture, the team development, all of that stuff starts to really be key success factors for moving on into 10 million and beyond so I'm sorry I just really kind of just
0: no that was incredible and I am sitting here looking at this as Brett's walking through it and definitely absolutely everyone go gain access to this because it is so powerful I'm loving every stage that I'm seeing different people that I work with including myself at, on this map, you can definitely—it's a you are here map. And and one thing I want to talk to you about a little bit that we talked about pre-show for a second was even just the definition of a small business. I don't think most people would think that a hundred-person, a hundred-employee company is considered a small business. So, we will, will you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Sometimes I skip over key things just because I, you know, you kind of have that curse of knowledge. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there are different vendors out there. There's there's government entities that that claim that they're trying to help small businesses, but some of their definitions go all the way up to like 500 employees. And so they'll say we've got you know we've got the small business development center, the small business support, or these programs, and they're talking about companies that have 100 and 500 employees, and that doesn't feel like what many of us are experiencing when we're we're in that two to three employees, or five to 10, or 11 to 20, um, it it feels like a whole different universe. So what, what wanted to do by breaking this down was help people see, no, each of these stages is distinct in their needs, distinct in the the actual things they're dealing with. Therefore, the solutions that they need help with are unique. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that you understand for yourself, what stage am I in? Because The vendors, the partners, the consultants, the government programs, none of them are very good about articulating the differences in these stages. Mm -hmm. And so you'll have a hard time plugging into them if you're not super aware of them yourself. So you need to get aware of them yourself, and then you can help to – this will help you filter opportunities to get help out there because you'll be able to see – you know, are, are their programs really speaking to, to companies my size or are they speaking to larger small businesses?
0: Yeah, this is brilliant. I love this map. It's so visually it, it gives such clarity to how those processes and stages work. And there's it's amazing to me how much information you can pack into one table. Um, you know, even thinking about that transition between, okay, I'm a solopreneur and it's a side gig or a side hustle. And then all of a sudden there's this. So on the map, there's a quit the day job section, you know, where there's a, a break in that number one stage from solopreneur where it's a side job going this full-time self-employed. And I want to highlight for the listeners too that you know, some of you on here, you're running your own business. And it might be a B2B, you might be a coach. I don't know what it is that you're doing, but it's this map will not only help you see where you are, but also who your target market is. So if you're working as a self-employed solopreneur in stage one, and you're wanting to work with a stage five company, it's going to be an interesting jump because you haven't done it yourself. So knowing that your target market is probably going to be somewhere in the stage one or two for you as you grow. And then you might up level as you play a larger game, as you learn the ropes and you break through these stages yourself. Would, would you agree with that, Brett?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a that's a very great insight because, um, you know, I, I compete with other businesses, programs out there who, who say, yeah, we'll help you scale your business. And a lot of this, the kind of certified, um, you know, coaches and presenters out there of those those various programs haven't actually been through these stages, so they don't they don't really know the the nuance. They've got some great content, they they have some great um, ideas, but they haven't lived these stages, and so it's really hard for them to relate to those business owners in a way that can help them uh, connect powerfully. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of our it's one of our strong suits because we, really because just because we have this understanding and and too because we've experienced each of these stages.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so and you're, you you can work so you work with stage 4 and 5 companies, but your favorite Yeah, we is...
1: specialize in stage 4 and 5. Okay. Uh, but we've we've certainly talked to and and helped lots of other businesses out there. Um what after stage 5, it's not like the 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 stages stop just because my infographic cuts off there. The first <laughs> version of this we had had seven stages. It had the ten to thirty mark and the thirty million to a hundred. Wow! But you know the people we were serving weren't up in that space, so we just yeah. cut it off. This is this is the relevant. This is the relevant portion of it for everybody we're dealing with. So let's just leave it at that for now. yeah
0: yeah Will you talk a little bit at the very beginning of or, or sorry at the bottom of the infographic it says start run scale so these are the the jumps will you describe that a little bit what and give a little more information there
1: sure and, and that's just meant to help categorize a little you know put some buckets to to what these stages are about everybody knows the start the startup phase it's it's a grind um <laughs> you know it's stressful i mean uh, Every stage has some elements of of difficulty and stress, but that's that startup one. I don't have to talk much about that. That's so I won't. But then, but then once
0: we all know the the hustle that's required. Hustle,
1: yeah. It's like road rash on your face all the time, right? So that's the startup the startup phase. Once you get to where okay, now I have I have something that's a little more stable. Right now we're running a business in stages two and three. We kind of bucket those together, that 100,000 to a million. Now I'm running in the business and it's it's not necessarily easier there. It's just that you're you're not on like survival mode every second of the day. And maybe you start to have some other people to help take some load off of you. Well, at stage four and five, now we can call that this, the scale phase. And that's where you've you got to make a big transition from run to scale. You're transitioning from entrepreneur to CEO. Whether or not you've ever called yourself an entrepreneur, whether or not you've ever called yourself or want to call yourself CEO, whatever words you put to it, you, you're going from like, I've got my arms around the whole thing to I've got to figure out how to set a clear enough vision with my team in a way that I can enroll them and start to give ownership with accountability to others. So I can start to raise up out of the day-to-day, do more working on the business, right? All the, all the kind of cliche things that we say out there, not just working in the business, but on the business. But you have to become a leader of people and then eventually a leader of leaders. And if you don't know how to build the systems for your organization to scale, your, your, your business taps out at your ability to keep your arms around the whole thing and, and run it yourself.
0: This is brilliant. And it's so powerful because I'm thinking you're, you're absolutely right. In the solopreneur stage, you're going from managing yourself, managing your time, starting to have product or service validation, you're hustling, you're figuring everything out. And then you move to that next level where you start to have a smaller team. But I'm really thinking about at that level four and five, where you have a huge team, if you don't know how to delegate and you don't know how to powerfully lead, and I love how you said be a leader of leaders, so you've, you've already gotta be the one modeling that organizational structure and know what to implement, and if you don't know how to do that, you're not gonna be able to take it to the next level, but that starts at stage one. You know, if you're not a master of yourself, a master of time, a master, becoming under, either delegating well for somebody to start the marketing and revenue system, or you, which in and of itself takes you being a good leader and starting to practice that skill set if you ever want to scale to the seven-figure level.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. So um, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily rocket science, but entrepreneurs are figuring this thing out, right? You start a business, you're just, you're, like you said earlier, you're hustling, you're doing everything just one step at a time, uh, even if you have a longer-term vision, you're still having to figure out the day-to-day. How do I make that? How do I make this happen? At some point, you figured out marketing. You had to you had to figure out sales enough to keep this thing going. You had to figure out marketing enough to have predictable customer acquisition. You had to figure out service or fulfillment of your you know of your product uh, delivery in a way that's that's consistent and and you know that the customers are happy with. So you had to figure out all these things, but it was mostly. It didn't require a ton of people leadership at that point, and it didn't require a ton of organization development savvy at that point. It was all about like how to how to actually tactically do some things, and and build a few systems. And now you're getting to a place where it all it all starts to switch over to vision and strategy and leadership and organization development, and it's it's a new world. And it's not that you can't figure it out. What I I hate when I see, and we see this all too often, I hate when I see that a successful business gets the seven figures. The business owner doesn't know how to go forward. And so what happens? They they may spike up. Maybe they drag this thing to two or three million without actually doing the work that that is required. And then invariably it pulls back. Mm-hmm. It pulls back to the level that they've sort of mastered, right? And mm-hmm. so they'll they'll dip their toe in or they'll, They'll try to get into seven figures and they'll, they'll be there for a little while. And then the the business owner can't keep it all together. uh, And then it pulls back or they try to dress it up as pretty as they can. And they sell it. They're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to burn out or die or, you know, my relationships, my Mm -hmm. money. I I was making more money when it was less complex, less challenging, you know, back at 500,000 in revenue, I was making more money. So I'm going to go back to that because this is worth worth it. I'm, I'm, killing myself to try to make this thing go. Yeah, so what
0: would you say at that moment helps them break through to take it to that next level in a way that's more effective?
1: Well, to circle back to where we, we started kind of at the beginning when we talked about the parallels between personal and organizational effectiveness, they have to get really intentional as a business and not just the leader, right? But the, the team, you gotta get the team aligned to a powerful vision. And then you got to get the discipline and and the accompanying rhythms in place to execute on that vision. So you you got to get out of daily firefighting and fight you know the whirlwind so to speak, and start getting more intentional and more disciplined. And then you can start to organize work in a way where we can start to delegate some ownership with accountability to to some team members, not just employees that are necessary evil. Right? You got to make a mind shift there. you got to change your mindset as well. A lot of business owners see employees as like this weight. It's just a heavy weight, right? Every payroll is stressful. Mm -hmm. And you have to get to a place where you see those people as enabling the future, as as creating it with you. So you got to change to creating a future together and enrolling them in a process of defining what that would look like. And then, then, again, the, the meeting rhythms and the processes to go execute against that.
0: I love that. I love that. You know, it's made me think about even at this, at the, I'm at the beginning stages of my business. And so thinking about enrolling the people that I bring onto my team in my vision so that we create a long-term culture together. And, um, and it takes, so it takes people, what I, what I hear you saying is it takes people knowing the vision and then executing on the vision, so it's a clarity piece and a discipline discipline piece. And I think an added layer of this, and of course, I'm biased because I'm a coach. But and, and I, I see people really struggle and get stuck because they think as a high performer that you can do it all yourself. But think about any person in any field that excels; they have a coach. It, it, you know, you're you're hiring someone to help you see what you can't see. You're hiring someone who's been there, done that, proven, and then you get to get there more quickly and catalyze. So I'm thinking about for you, those people that, you know, they get to that mark and then they just give up because it's too stressful or when really it could be some tweaks in discipline and intention and clarity around the vision of where they want to go. And it, And it, across the board, all those stages really are affected by who you bring onto your team, how clear your vision is, how you execute, and if you have the tools and if you don't have the tools, how are you going to reach out and find the people you need to help you gain those tools?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it, th- those are all great points. actually fascinating that there's this um, <laughs> there's this interesting thing that an entrepreneur goes through because let's let's face it bu- people who start a business entrepreneurs whatever you call yourself you are some of the most capable people on the planet yeah right like yeah. i'm going to figure it out and uh-huh. they do and we do right we go and we figure it out okay so why do i need to go talk to somebody else why yeah. do i need to get help well you don't know, you know you can figure it out you can bang your head on the wall repeatedly and eventually you'll figure something out that's better Um, At some point, though, you're going to you you will wear yourself down trying to figure it all out yourself when for, you know, relatively speaking, a relatively small investment, you can get help from people who either been there before or who are master masterful at coaching. So what Dr. B does is help people get super clear about what they want to do and I imagine help them be accountable to what they're saying which is another thing entrepreneurs are are severely lacking is somebody to hold them accountable, right? The buck stops here. I, I'm the one to hold myself accountable. I don't need to be motivated. I, I, I am motivated. It's like, well, there's a difference between motivation and you declaring to another human being a commitment that I'm going to go do this and have that coach work with you to make it happen. So, um, I totally see the value of what you bring, Dr. B, to your clients and, you know, anybody who will acknowledge I could use some help. And, oh, by the way, another thing that entrepreneurs do is they don't invest in themselves very much, right? They're like, well, I'm going to invest in this new system. I'm going to invest in this new that thing, but I'm not going to invest in my own growth and development. And the business will only grow as far as your leadership can take it.
0: Yes, I love that. I think about it as you can only ex- excel or succeed to the level of your weakest link or the weakest part of yourself. So yep. if, if you have personal stuff holding you back, your you know money blocks or lack of confidence, lack of organization, a lack of being able to execute – uh, even relationship issues will cause, especially for a solopreneur operation, your relationship issues you're going to bring into your business. So it's like, you know, my primary foundation for everyone I work it with is to become a master of yourself first and, yeah. and that will help you exceed and go as far as you want to go. You know, maybe not everybody wants to take their company to the five, to this, the, on this stages to the level five where you're a three to $10 million company you know, that might not be your goal, but even if you want to get to the six figure mark, if you want to get to the seven figure mark, you're, you're going to need to become a master of yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Totally agree.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. I love this. Okay, everybody. So for do you want to say any add anything else about this? This is very powerful. And I'm loving this because I cannot see a place for anyone listening who's a business builder, which is, you know, everyone out there's listening, the I'd say the, the main connective uh, draw to this podcast is that it's business builders who want to learn new habits, skills, and there is a wide variety of people listening that are going to be at all different levels. And I think every person can easily place themselves on this map and see, and it's very illuminating and it helps to gain clarity. So like you were saying, in terms of the um, the intentional, being intentional and disciplined, part of that intentionality takes raising clarity and knowing where you're at, because you can't get where you want to go if you don't know where you are. So get this map. So tell us again, Brett, how can they get this? Um, I don't know if you call it a map. I, I, like, I, don't, I don't know if you said that or I said that, but I like, it's, it's like a map.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did, I did say this is a little bit of a you are here map, right? Okay, but it's perfect, perfect. Yeah, it, you know, we, we just call it the stages of small business. Um, I, I should add the, the word growth, the stages of small business growth. But anybody can get it by texting the word stages to 72,000.
0: So Brett, share with everyone what your top three max potential habits are that you believe got you where you are today.
1: All right. So I had a leader early in my career push me to read. And I was not a good reader. I mean, I could read fine, but I, I, I wasn't an avid reader. I didn't read very much. It It's kind of seemed boring to me. And so uh, and then. You know, throughout my career, I started to read. And so just getting new ideas uh, from people who have done great things. So reading a lot has been important professionally. I do a daily personal scripture study type of thing that keeps me centered. So, you know, running a business is chaotic. And in order to just keep yourself sane, whatever it is that you go to to stay centered, I do that every day. And then um, in the evenings and weekend, I have dedicated space where business is set aside and and I get to be husband, father, you know, person outside of work. So I think I think people think that they're doing that, but I I, because we're so connected all the time, it's it's hard to make that space. Mm. So just make space for yourself. To be a person so you go back in with the energy and wellness that you need to go fight the battles every day and keep a clear mind of of where you're going and how you're gonna get there.
0: I love that. In that time that you dedicate to we you know, weekend and evening to your time and demarcated from business, do you turn off phone and disconnect or how do you do you create that space?
1: So yeah, so Sundays I disconnect completely. Okay. Um, Saturdays I will you know, we'll fill the day with family life, uh-huh. uh, chores, sports, you know, whatever activities. Um, so I I have a family, we talked about this in the beginning, in the intro, I have a large family. So I've kind of, I've kind of built that into my life just be, out of necessity, right? Like I have to do that in order for our family to function. Mm-hmm. But I know, having worked with hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of business owners, this is a problem for a lot of people, right? Where they're like trying to do business at the kid's soccer game, or they can't go on vacation without obsessing about the business falling apart. And so anything you can do, even if it's small at first, to just disconnect. Uh, Clay will, I mean, we talked quite a bit about Clay. Um, He'll he'll drive up to his house and he'll leave his phone in the car so that for the evening he's home. That's awesome. not
0: going to do that. Oh, that's great.
1: In the garage, in his car, that's it. I know I'm not going to be able to reach him during that time.
0: That's cool. And he sets those boundaries. You know, I have some people I work with that they'll say, I just can't, I can't, I can't. I'm like, yes, you can. And watch the magic happen when you set those boundaries and people know you're not available. Then those emergencies, you know, the quote unquote emergencies go away and people know, oh, I can't call him during this time or her during this time, because I know that this is sacred time for other things that they're doing. And, um, you know, one thing I do as a transition when I, I, I implemented the practice of having my partner when he's on his way home, I'll say like, give me a 15 minute, uh, warning so that I can then decompress from my work day and transition into lovey time, you know, and connection time. Because otherwise when I work from home, he comes in, I'm in the middle of doing things. And it's like, I think those those, uh, connective rituals are so important and, and, uh, Stan Tatkin calls them landing and launching rituals. So when you first see your partner and when you leave in the morning or your family, you have those special rituals that then help you create connectivity. But as entrepreneurs, if you're working from home all the time and you don't create that space, it's like takes yeah. over the whole world.
1: It's always on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah awesome
0: i love those okay thank you okay so read and when you're talking about reading you're talking about personal growth and development type of
1: books. yes okay
0: and then daily personal scripture time for you know for those of you listening whatever that is to you daily spiritual connection time is what i'm hearing yes and then weekend and evening setting aside specific time to connect with your family and yourself and and okay Bonus. Okay. That's wonderful. Um, where can people connect with you? Because I'm sure that there are people that are listening that are going to want to connect with you and check you out. In addition to your services, I've been to your blog. It's very powerful. So there's that piece. Um, how can they connect with you?
1: Thanks. Uh, yeah. So, uh, elite entrepreneurs is our business, but entrepreneurs is horrible to spell and bad for <laughs> a URL, right? Not, not a good, Google search term, so we just we simplified our our website to or our website address to grow with elite. So you just go to growwithelite.com uh, It's it's just how it sounds: g-r-o-w-w-i-t-h-e-l-i-t-e.com and you'll learn all about our programs. You can access our blog, like you said. Uh, while we we have live two day events. And a bunch of other resources and programs for seven figure businesses. We also have something called elite access, which is an online membership for those who might be in that that stage three the 300,000 to a million who have their sites on That seven figure mark, uh, but may not be ready to invest in or come out to two day events that we that we hold Uh, We do have an online membership offering there that people can check out as well.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. And and for everyone listening, I'll put his information in the show notes. We also with information of how to access the map if you would like to the stages of small business growth map. And this has been incredible. Thank you. Very insightful, very valuable information. And what an honor. You know, I love podcasting world because you get to meet with people that I would probably never get to talk to otherwise. And so thank you so much for taking the time. You're, you've done incredible things in the business world. And it's just been a real honor to be with you today.
1: Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to share. Totally passionate about helping seven figure businesses succeed and, and certainly love helping all small businesses. So appreciate the opportunity.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Brad. And I will be back next week with another Max Potential Habits podcast. So I hope that you all have an incredible week where you thrive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you're liking this podcast, help spread the word by subscribing, sharing, leaving a rating, and a review. To connect, go to NFACoaching.com where you can join the Max Potential Habits community and get access to all of my free and paid resources. There's daily inspiration on Instagram, IGTV videos, access to the Max Potential Habits LinkedIn group, and links for working with me in the live weekly Max Potential Habits online group training, the NFA Money Magnet Habits online course. And if you're really serious about taking it to the next level, you can also schedule a Max Potential coaching consult. Until next time, I hope you have a NFA day where you thrive and feel alive.